Welcome back to the Appetite for Construction podcast. I'm your host, John Mason Brink. I'm here with my good buddy, Tim. Tim, how you doing? JP, what's going on? I'm thinking after the seventh or eighth one of these we've done this week, as we're prepping for all of our travels for different trade shows, we ought to be pretty good at this now, don't you think? Well, you would think, right, yeah. But um, I'm not so sure about that, but... Um well, the cool thing is today we get to do the fifth of uh, these uh, conversations we've had with uh, contractors, and it's it's cool. I, I've really enjoyed doing these. Yeah, yeah. So let's get after it. So we're uh, featuring. Uh, the the guys from American Plumber Stories season three episode five. It's called Misfits. Check it out on the YouTube series uh, American Plumber Stories on YouTube. Check it out. It's a cool story. But we have three of the guys uh, from that company, Loyal Plumbing, and we're going to bring them in. Also, we have our special guest Spencer Brown from Fister Fawcett. Spencer, first, how you doing? Man, it's glad to be. I'm so glad to be special. That's uh, I haven't heard that in a time. So. <laughs> well, you've been but, called uh, Hollywood, and you've been called special so man, far. So. It's a special day. <laughs> yes, a day special. I appreciate that. And um, and and Tim, I think the last time we talked, I, I, you were going down to New Orleans to to watch your team play my team. And just for the audience, let you know, I wanted you let everybody know who won that game. Uh, your team won. It was a hell of a game, though. <laughs> Uh, New Orleans is a great place to be on New Year's Eve. So my wife and I still enjoyed ourselves tremendously. Um, but it was not a, not much of a game after the first half. Yeah. Just be careful when y'all say we want Bama because, uh, you saw what happened. <laughs> anyway, but good to see you guys. Yeah. Let's bring in, uh, the three guys. We have Mark Falcon. He's the owner of, uh, Loyal Plumbing, actually co-owner with, uh, Jeff Moltz. And we also have Jeremy Davis from the company. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Excellent. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, it was super cool to watch uh, episode five of season three. You know what I loved about this episode is, you know, in the past, American Plumber Stories has, has featured guys that, you know, they're, they have relatives in, in the in the trades or, you know, their grandfather in the trade or their father, some sort of influence. And all three of you guys just – looked at the trade as like, this is a viable thing that's going to, you know, support me, enhance my life, and then enhance my family and support my family down the road. So I, I really enjoyed this episode. It was really cool. Yeah, it was literally uh, uh, an easy decision at some, on some level, too, is just you're trying to figure out what to do, that this is something that will be around forever, that people need. Um, there's really no way around it. Everybody's got to be able to flush the toilet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we always ask this, but, uh, Spencer, how did you find loyal plumbing and Mark and how, I mean, how did this come about? Ironically, he found, found me, found us. Uh-huh. Um, pro- when we launched out American plumber stories, I think that Mark was one of the first emails that we had gotten from someone and was just thanking us for what we're doing. And, he told a little bit about him story and and I, I think if I remember Mark, I, I emailed back and us because uh, we were all new at this and I said, Hey, we maybe one day we'll need to connect. I'd love to hear about your company one day. And 
Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then, and then a year later, I reached back out to Mark and um, he had told me some his background, you know, and that's kind of where we started. So definitely he reached out to us. So, uh, hey, Mark, uh, I was watching the video and then um, there are pictures of you and your wife when you were, <laughs> you were younger. And um, on Instagram, there's these posts with Morgan Wallen. Have, have you seen it, uh, Spencer? It goes, missing you like a shot of whiskey. Have you seen these? And it's like 10 years ago with your wife and then today. Anybody seen those? No? No, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I see these uh, pictures of you, uh, Mark, and how old are you? You don't even look like 10 years have passed and you have kids in your, you know what I mean? How, how old are you? I, right now I'm 36. Damn, you're, you, you, you look young. Uh, just tell us about the story. You know, you were out, uh, your friend uh, invites you out to California and you start working at a hardware store. And put in the plumbing plumbing department. Tell me, tell me from there what 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 happened. Yeah, so um, I was working at like a major uh, hardware store. Got put in plumbing. I was not happy about that because the only thing that I had known about you know plumbing was I remember my dad, my uh, stepdad when I was a kid told me don't pee, you can't pee in the sink because it'll start to smell. I didn't understand why, <laughs> why that was, but I do now because there's pee trap underneath there. But um, anyways, I did I wasn't excited about being in plumbing at all. Um, knew nothing about it. And, uh, well, I was lucky there was a guy in there that actually knew what he was doing. And he started showing me, um, the hardware store had a deal where, you know, somebody come in for a gas pipe and then you, you would cut and thread nipples for them or pieces of pipe. And that's where I started. He showed me how to do that. And I was like, you know what, this is, this is really cool. And he saw, I mean, I, I was, I'm a pretty hard worker at that time. And, um, he, he thought that it, you know, it was a good idea to invest in me a little bit. So he took me out with him and, Show me what kind of money you can make doing this trade. You know, um, I went out with him, put a couple of toilets in and I got paid in one day. I got paid what I made in a week. And it was just a, a, a moment of like clarity for me. I'm, I was trying so hard to figure out what to do with my life. I had projected since I was a kid, you know, based on what society said I should do. And at that moment, I'm like, well, if I, if I can make in one day what I can make in a whole week doing this other thing and this is easy and I enjoy it, why not? You know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of like an aha moment. And then just I le- learning more parts and methods and everything at the hardware store was, was fun. And eventually just getting out and getting an actual plumbing job was the next step. So eventually did a job at a restaurant where <laughs> it could have been the worst pickup line or the best. Well, it, it, yeah. it, has to, it has to be the best pickup line because you gave your the hostess your number. Right. And you said, you're going to have to call me in case there's a problem. And she's like, well, wait, what? But, <laughs> Yeah, hey, it, it all worked, worked out, right? Yeah, yeah. It's how you say it, not what you say. Yeah. Hey, Mark, I had a, I had a quick question. I think I asked you this on the, when, during the interview, but just going what you just said, with you not being the the student that society felt like you needed to be, you know, the party and all that stuff. Yeah. And you and you saw plumbing at the hardware store and opened your eyes. If if they would have that in high school, with you not wanting to read the books but doing other things with your hands and whatnot. Would you think you would have felt the same way or did you just have to mature a little bit more to see that? If we would have started early showing you that, would it change your trajectory a little bit? Yeah, yeah. No, I think about this all the time. And that was that was a big reason why I reached out to you because I saw that you guys were getting that um, exposure out there, you know, for kids. 
I was really focused on the Native American, um, the reservation, getting exposure. And that's originally what we taught. We reached out about uh, because I, I believe in that. I watch my kids. You know, I have two boys and I watch them. They're already doing the trades. They're building. They're they're putting together blocks. The my my wife sent me a picture yesterday of my son Jack, and he was at the library. The library has like this plumbing setup. It's got a bunch of fittings and stuff, and he put it together better than some of the guys that work here. You know what I mean? I'm like, why? You know, when do we when do we start teaching kids that we shouldn't be doing construction? You know what I mean? That's and and for me, like I got really good at memorizing stuff and. My brother is, is pretty brilliant. He's a real, you know, academic uh, scholar type of guy. So I found out how to, you know, memorize and, and get through school. It's not that hard to get through school, but um, to, to give somebody another uh, option and give them ex- the exposure, I think it would be, for me, I would have grabbed onto that if it was like, if it would have been okay. You know, part of the problem with my situation was I had doctors in my family and attorneys and stuff like that. So you know, you don't, you don't not go to college. That's just, that's just what I knew. And I remember when I told my mom that I was uh, going to be a plumber or I had found a job doing plumbing. I remember just hearing the disappointment in her voice, you know, and I know she loved me, but it's, but it was just, uh, it was a, uh, it was a difficult decision for her, you know? So I think that, I think if I would have just kept going from when I was a kid and I was, you know, using the little, the little mini excavator in the sandbox and, having fun, enjoying life. Um, I could have just kept applying that and then started making money and raising a family and, and it would have been a, a smooth path, you know? Well, it wouldn't be a, a good American plumber stories if there wasn't some emotional heartstrings pulled at some point during an episode. And Jeremy, I'm going to bring you on. You took us to the reservation where you grew up and you talked about the cedar tree. You showed us the house you grew up in. But you said you hadn't been there in over 20 years. How emotional was it to go back there and, and know where you have, what you'd grown up to be? How emotional was that? Uh, it, uh, it's kind of breathtaking. You know, you, you pull in, you're like, I drive by there. So Highway 18 runs right by my old house. And I drive by there and I, I just never f- felt the, the want to pull in there. You know, I was like, well, I'm not really not really doing anything out here, you know? And when you guys approached, well, Mark approached me and said, Hey, we'd like to, you know, do this little shoot with you. It made me realize like, Hey man, you are doing something and you know, you should be proud of it. And that's one thing both Jeff and Mark instill in all of us is be proud of your trade. We used to make a joke that, you know, we're so poor those kids in Africa had our picture in their wallet. (laughs) You know, and I was just tired of, you know, I I didn't want to live that life anymore. So when I went back and I could see everything, how they grew, it made me realize like that was my growth too. And I, you know, I I have a lot to give back. And so it was, it was touching, especially to have the guys there, you know, and it it was a somber moment, you know, um, there, there, there was a little, little lump in the throat. Well, big heads up for being a mentor to those those kids out there because I, I I know they need every op- opportunity they can get to get off the reservation. Just gotta give them a little firepower, you know, a little ammunition yeah. in life. A lot, a lot of people go into life with with nothing, and if you can give somebody a little something to help them along, and that's what Loyal's done for me. Um, 
they, they, they really pushed me in a direction, the right direction, you know, yeah. and, and I'm really thankful, grateful. Hey, Jeremy, I haven't talked to you since uh, we shot um, the episode, so it's good to hear, hear your voice again. Um, but I was curious, and I, I get feedback a lot, like, but with your family, I'm assuming they watched the episode and maybe some people on the, the reservation. Any feedback that, that your family thought of when they saw that as well? Um, the, the night Mark sent me the link so we can look at it before it showed or aired. Um, I, I was over at my mom's house and she actually called the family together real quick, you know, threw some food together and for, for, for that 15 minutes or whatever, we, we threw it up on the TV and it was the first time my mom looked at me and cried and said, I'm proud of you. You know, um, you, you're doing it. You, wow. you, you make me proud, you know, and yeah, it, it was, it was touching. Um, I get a lot of, I, I, I sent the link to a lot of people and um, I've had tribal members get in contact, you know, ask about what we can do. Um, I'm, I'm looking into how can we get a school started? Um, you know, what kind of grants are there out there for that kind of program and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's, it's a passion that I have. And, um, you know, these guys are, are going to push me to it. You know, they're, they're, they're going to, they, they kind of, they encourage it. So. Well, right that's on. Awesome. That's a, that's a great story, man. Um, so the season, season three, episode five, check it out. Uh, it's called misfits. Uh, the story goes that, um, you know, Mark was in California and met his well girlfriend. They decided to move to South Dakota, back home to South Dakota to set up shop and, Actually, you set up shop in uh, one of the bedrooms in your home, and you decided to uh, become a, a, a fireman. That was kind of a passion. You wanted to give back to the to the community, and you were so busy, you brought on uh, Jeff, Jeff Moltz, and uh, he became co-owner. Jeff, uh, how did you guys meet, and and uh, tell me about kind of your, your entry into Loyal Plumbing and then becoming co-owner? Well... Mark and I uh, worked at a different plumbing company in town and okay. we were there for about six months and I just started. I was green as could be. Never uh, never turned a wrench before in plumbing world. I was more in mechanicing and auto mechanics and wrenching. He was there for about six months and he left. Uh, I want to say you went to start at the fire academy mm-hmm. and uh, I, I continued on there for, I don't know, another five years, but Mark and I kept in touch and it just, that wasn't the place I wanted to be. And uh, it kind of grew from there. And I, I approached him one day at hardware store and said, hey, you looking for a guy? And it kind of kind of went from there. And we talked for several months about what the options would be and what it would look like. And I got to ask you, what's your handicap, by the way? <laughs> uh, in, like USDA index, I think is like a 1.1 right now. Goodness gracious. Oh, wow. Dang. The 13.8. Gee, many Christmas. I've had it it in the, I think my best I had was like negative four at one point in time. Are you kidding me? I'm happy if I break 100. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but just before we, just before we uh, visited them, I think you, I mean, you can brag a little bit. You broke the course record and one that, like, what was this, what'd you hit that day? Oh, that was the uh, second day of the club championship at the course that we shot at. And uh, I was five or seven shots back, and I went out and I shot 65 
tied the tied tied the course record that set the tournament course record and I won by nine. Wow. So so that was an actual I mean you had dreams of becoming a pro golfer then. Yeah, I uh I played some mini tour events, I mean, through Iowa and South Dakota and I mean I taught I taught a lot of golf, a lot of junior golf and teaching was kind of a pack grew from there and yeah. when I got into plumbing, it just it's the same deal, you know, teach and share your knowledge. Leaving Arizona go back to South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a tough choice right there. As someone who loves Arizona, oof. Yeah, yeah. Plumbing was definitely a calling then. Yeah, my, my wife, she uh she doesn't like the sun that much. She she burns walking across the parking lot. So Arizona was not the place for her. Oh, sounds like me. I have to I have to use uh SPF thirty five for the moon. So <laughs> Spencer, what were you? I mean, you were on on the on the scene with these guys, spent a few days with them. What were you most impressed with? You know, you, you call these guys the misfits. I think they're like the three amigos, actually. But um, tell me about how your impressions of them. Well, it was a lot of fun. I think that's where the misfits came from because they're not showing it too much now. But yeah, they're they're a comedy team. They that we can. They were all just characters, if you will. And, and by the way, I don't think we talked about this very much. And I don't want to go sideways, but uh, Mark was actually a, a comedian in Los Angeles. So if you want a good joke, maybe we can get one here. Oh. A little bit. So, and so that's where it kind of started. It's like, okay, we got a comedian, we got a golfer. And it's like, man, y'all are just a bunch of misfits in here. But it was a blast. And honestly, when we go in these, when we go to these shoots, we kind of have a, a storyline, how we want to film. We went, we went into this episode without much of a storyline. We just kind of let it flow naturally and let it go. And in fact, I mean, Mark and remember, we didn't, uh, and I'm not, I'm not putting Jeremy on the spot here, but I will, but Jeremy agreed, but then he, he kind of said he didn't want to do it, do it in, you know, nervousness or whatever, but I'm so glad Jeremy did. Thank you, Jeremy, for your story. Cause it, it, it meant a lot. And so, we were kind of, how are we going to, we knew we had a good story, but we didn't have it quite yet. We just let it play out and we learned as we went. And which is, I think even made the show even more uh, unique that we let it play out that way. Um, you know, everyone says they're a good golfer, you know, but uh, we didn't know how good Jeff was until we went to the driving range with him. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> in fact, they were playing golf on the, on the job site as you can, you can, you, you guys saw there too. So that was a lot of fun, but uh, um, but yeah, it's we had a blast. So, um, and I think it. So you brought it up earlier, John, in, in the conversation that to have three guys who ha- didn't have the direction of being a plumber, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's a great mentor for for others to see that you don't just have to have a father in the or or family. You can you can be a fireman. You could be a golfer. You could be someone that to still get in this trade and be successful. And I think that's really, really important that we shared and showed. Well, I've said this in the past on the podcast, but it literally, I went to school with no idea, no direction. I took time off. I went back to school. It was literally 10 years of my life trying to get a degree. And now look, (laughs) no, but I'm just saying 10 years of my life, I, I could have been doing something else, building up, you know, equity in something and I always look back. I had roommates that were tradesmen. They were one was a carpenter, one was a mold maker, one was a plumber, and I just never thought about that at the time. Uh, Mark had mentioned that 
my family just went to college. That's what you did. You know, I had six other brothers and sisters. They went to college. So I was trained in my head to go to college. And looking back, I'm like, I could have saved so much money. I could have saved so much time in my life. And so that's sending, you know, this goal of I have to get a degree 10 years, you know, and I just applaud you guys. I, I know, uh, Jeff, you had mentioned that you have two degrees, right? And you're like, I, I'm not going to use these. I love what I do, right? Yeah, I went to I went to school for, I got a two-year management degree and I have a two-year degree in uh, electronics. Yeah, I mean, the electronics is helpful sometimes in the plumbing world if you're messing with water heaters or, I mean, you get some knowledge from that. But for the most part, I don't use any of them. I mean, management degree a little bit, but that was that was more golf course oriented as far as superintendent and pro shop. And it didn't have anything to do with what we got going now. Yeah. Do you guys ever think about, or maybe you do, like going into the schools and, and giving talks and kind of promoting promoting the trades? Because I really think there needs to be a deconstruction of how education works at that level through like middle school and and high school of how kids view the world and what realistic expectations are when you when you leave high school and you want to go to college, you want to pursue a degree or, or pursue a career in, in, in the trades. I just don't feel like that's being taught. Yeah, we uh, fortunately we do have some good connections. We're we're blessed in that way. Um, what's happened though is uh, in the schools, um, it's been difficult to get them to fully commit. So um, over the last two years, and this is in the same time period I've been watching American Plumber Stories and getting excited about you know partnering with with other people across the country in this effort. We've been working with the schools here, but we've also We've also understood that we kind of have to uh, do this on our own. So um, we got to spearhead it. Somebody's got to take a step and, and make this thing happen. So um, one of the big things that we're excited about this summer is putting on like a uh, like a, a week camp on a new construction site and having kids come out and just see what's going on and yeah. see how that works. Yeah, I see that they're. I mean, it's mostly the uh, the schools are are slow at. Um, you know, readapting or readopting some of the old uh, methods of, of shop and all that stuff. So I think it's a lot of, of uh, like-minded contractors that are starting to see the need to get these kids out there sooner than later. Um, and so we're we are working at it. Um, you know, I think I think what Fister's doing is is huge. I think what you guys are doing is huge. And I think that the more that we can play to where the kids already are at, which is on social media and video and all that, um, the better, you know, the, the cooler that we make the trade look and, and, uh, I really, it's just letting them know how cool it is. Right. We don't have to, to spice it up or anything like that, but just knowing that you can be outside, you can use excavators, you can drill a hole. I mean, you can have all kinds of fun really at work, um, is the goal. Right. And as a team, we just, you know, we want to do that with, with, uh, partners, you know? Yeah. I just, uh, I wanted to ask you just uh, going off track here, but, um, loyal plumbing, does that have any significance? What was the name? What, what does the name mean to you? Yeah, it's, it's been, so what Spencer, when Spencer's group came, it's really just another like-minded story of our story. So when we, like, when they came out here, they didn't have the storyline. He said that may, that makes total sense to me. Cause that's how it's always been here. Mm -hmm. And even, even when we pick the name, it's just, um, yeah, uh, that sounds good. I mean, I think the, um, I think I had a buddy in California that he, he chose 
the loyal plumber. And we were going to be partners. And I said, I don't like the loyal plumber. I said, let's make it loyal plumbing. Yeah. And uh, we never partnered up, but we brought that back. And, you know, I look at that now. Um, it's, it's so significant because, um, loyal is about getting through hard times. It's about, you know, um, trying something new and not giving up. Right. It's about commitment. And, uh, that's really who we are, but we didn't know when we chose it, you know? Yeah. It it was just uh, picking a name and then almost growing into it really. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to bring this back to to Spencer. You you know, you're a a humble guy, but you know, you've caused this groundswell of, uh, Real interest. I'm, I'm giving you, I mean, I, I, I've said this before, you deserve a lot of credit for this and these these really well-produced videos. Um, and these guys just said it, you know. You guys came out and show, showed an interest in their company and featured them. And, you know, Jeremy's having like a, a, a viewing party with his family. How cool. I mean, how does, how does that make you feel, Spencer? I mean, that's probably what he says, probably the biggest reward, you know, to hear his, his testament all that. And it's just, it's, you know, it just goes back to, I mean, this is a problem in our country and this is what we've got to, we got to give back, you know, you've got to share the stories. We got to get in the trade and what it is. And yeah, it's, I'm having a blast on these stories. Uh, and that's what it was all about. That's where the whole motive, when we came up with the idea of American plumber stories, I always told these plumbers, you've got to tell your story. And so this is not about me. It's about them. I'm just, I'm just getting these stories out. We're Fister. We're just getting these stories out. And that's, what's really cool about it. It's just, we're just, we're just the conduit just to, to get it out. Um, and I think I'm hoping, and I know it is in, inspiring people. We just got to somehow, we got to get it into the schools. You know, you, you take Mark's story. And, and by the way, that wasn't Mark in the episode, just, just for reference. <laughs> yeah. uh, we didn't have footage of that, but that, yeah. that cool. but, um, and by the way, he was very gracious for us use that. I was afraid that he, we didn't want that. But you're talking about the guy drinking. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. I was like, this doesn't look like Mark. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, I called Mark and I said, I said, Mark, there's some scenes that references the past. It's not you, but if it if that wasn't you, you need to let me know. Yeah. And he saw it. And he goes, No, that was me. You need yeah. to use that. And I thought that was very cool for him to let us do that. But like, I don't know, Mark, like. The high school, like I'm hoping your high school saw that the episode, like they need to see that there, there is probably, I don't know, uh, 50 marks right now sitting in that classroom right now and who are probably going through the same. And that's where we've got to get the show into American Plumber Stories, because are we going to inspire a plumber to be a plumber? No, they're already a plumber which is great, but we've got to get in. We've got to go find the next Mark or the next Jeff, or the next Jeremy. And that's, that's what it's all about. Well, you know, Mark, you had mentioned that you, you would go to school and try to remember what you could just to get by and pass, pass grades. And you're like, finally, you're like, I realized that I could like not go to school and it wouldn't hurt me. You know, I, I could go do something else. It just reminded me like when I, I was in college and I was taking a class and I couldn't, I was getting bad grades in the class and I had a final coming up and I just, I was not going to do well in it. And it was the last day to drop a class. You could go to the administrative office, you could drop your class and then not worry about it. And I was in line and it was like four fifty-five, and I was in line and I got up to the, to the woman and she goes, Nope, it's five o'clock. You can't, can't drop your class. And I said, I'm struggling in this class. And I, 
I have a final like on Monday and I don't know what to do. And she just looked at me and she goes, cram, cram, just cram. And I'm like, this is what education is? Like, I'm just going to like cram and remember this. And then what happens after the test? You forget it. You don't learn anything, right? Right. So right then I just knew like, yeah, I I should have been doing something different. (laughs) So. Yeah, I remember when I when I I was going to the local college here, uh, South Dakota School of Mines and Technology, just because I could not figure out what I wanted to do. I said, "All right, I'm going to stay close to home, whatever." I signed up, and and literally three days into into my college uh, career, I drop out, and I just remember, you know, I made that decision because I just could not go on any further in that lie that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but man, the guilt and the shame that came after that was like, yeah. And I think about that today. It's so messed up that I, that I felt that way. Um, but how do you, I don't know how you change it. I don't know what, I don't know what you do to make that not real for people. Um, but, it, but it's gotta be done. Right. I mean, that's, it just doesn't make any sense. Like you said, I could have, if somebody would have taught, I, I could have been a journeyman by the time I, I would graduate high school. If I was working on the summers and stuff, doing plumbing, I would have had that pathway a lot sooner and I'd have been better off, you know, um, yeah. that's it's just my story, but it's just interesting that, you know, that, 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 uh, influence existed at that time. And there's so many of us that are out there that went through exactly what I did. You know, it's not a, a trauma case or anything like that, but it's just, a, it's just something we got to correct, you know? Yeah. Well, it was cool to hear the passion, and Mark, great to know that plumbing provided you not only a life but a wife. But beyond that, what what are I mean? You you live in a really cool area of the country, Rapid City. You're near the Black Hills, Badlands. There's lots of things to do in that area outdoors. What are some of the things outside of plumbing that bring you enjoyment? A uh, big thing for me is family stuff. But I love I love just getting out and doing stuff outside with the family. So. In this area, you pretty much, you know, you're out, you're outside, you're doing uh, rock climbing, you're fishing, you're boating, you're camping, you know, hiking, hunting, uh, everything that is, you know, anything that's outside is, is, uh, is happening out here. We also have the Black Hills. So we have mm-hmm. snowboarding, skiing, uh, snowmobiling, you know, there's ice skating, there are all kinds of stuff to do outside, you know. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is, is uh, when I do have time for, for myself or for, uh, for fun times is going fishing. Definitely. That's a real big, uh, pastime around here. So. Yeah. John, I bet you've driven through rapid city. Haven't you? Yeah. Motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Way back. yeah. Well, that was, that was another thing I meant to tell y'all. We, the timing of when we did this shoot, um, Oh yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone in South Dakota who we were filming, not to name names, who's on the podcast yeah. right now. Failed to tell us that it was the same week as Sturgis. Um, <laughs> so finding a place to stay, finding a place to eat, the travel was extremely interesting. But it was cool to see because I now I can officially say that I went to Sturgis. Yeah. Uh, but it was that same week. And I get it. Sturgis is not where we filmed, but it was like 30 miles away or something. And all the spillover, uh, even when we filmed the scene on the camping all the motorcycles are up there. So it was pretty cool to see, but uh, that was unique. Hey, Spencer, you ever heard of uh, Dixieland Delight by Alabama? Never, never heard it before. Come on. 
Uh, that, that's just that was our anthem growing up. I'm from okay. Alabama. I mean, so we rode our bikes out to Sturgis, and uh, like the next night, it was a Tuesday night, and it was uh, karaoke night at this bar. And I got up there, and I <laughs> that's my go-to song is Dixieland Delight. And in that song, it says on a Tennessee Saturday night. But I said I changed it, man. I was thinking I said a Sturgis Tuesday night, and that fucking bar blew up. I'm telling you. It was, <laughs> they came out, they were like, I was like being congratulated. <laughs> it was cool. It was pretty yeah, cool. It, so. it was, I've never witnessed that obviously before to see that many, many motorcycles and the pat. you talk about passion. I mean, those guys are yeah. Oh, passionate. Yeah. And, I think that was a down year for Sturgis. Yeah. It didn't seem yeah. near as busy as normal. Yeah. So. What, Jeremy, what about you? Other than giving big hugs to people, what do you like to do? Spend time with family. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, usually fixing something <laughs> somebody has a problem with or try to find time to, to sit down and relax, rest, and spend time with my daughters. Very cool. Uh, we like to fish, go to powwows, you know, things like that. Um, during the summertime, there's the sun dances and uh, things like that that we go to. Yeah. traditional things from our, our culture and just, just really uh, just do a lot of things with family. Uh, like Mark said, a lot of fishing. Yeah. Um, spend a lot of time going to pier and hit the Missouri this last summer. So I was fortunate. Didn't really catch anything. <laughs> John, if there's one thing I've determined after five of these family is at the core of every Every person we've talked to, family's at the core. Yeah. And guess what, Tim? Plumbing provides that opportunity to spend more time and yep. uh, and to provide for them. So it's a great it's a great trade, a great living, man. Um, so, hey, guys, we just want to thank you for jumping on uh, episode five of season three. You got to check it out. It's called Misfits on YouTube. We talked about Spencer does a great job with his team going around the country and filming these it's like, what do you call it, a docu-series? Is that what it is, Tim? Sounds about right. <laughs> so, <laughs> On so. Netflix next year. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Oh, is there something Spencer's not telling us? There you go. Uh, let's take one day to Tom here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mark, Jeff, and Jeremy, thanks so much uh, from Loyal Plumbing. We really appreciate it. A great story. Keep that passion going. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.